0: Now I'm getting over.
1: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Triple T for Knife Makers podcast. I got my buddy Jared from Echo Blades here as always. Say what's hello up, Jared. Up? Hey. <laughs> How you been? Good man. How about yourself? Good, good. Uh, had a nice long weekend. I know you had to work today, but uh, I had Monday off, so it was uh, it was a fun little weekend.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what it's like to have like normal holidays. I think we get six <laughs> a year, so uh, I think we get like nine. So it's not that much more. Well, um, it's pretty funny because I- I'm I'm getting going in the morning, and I'm actually kind of a little earlier than I normally go in. And I get on the road, and I'm like, oh, man, I must have got in really early because there's not (laughs) a soul (laughs) on the road yet. I'm just cruising along, and I'm like, oh, it's a fucking holiday.
1: So, All right. So off the top, I'm going to tell you, we were supposed to record Sunday. Today's Monday. You guys will hear this. (laughs) You guys will hear this Tuesday. We normally (laughs) record Sunday night, and I told Jared, okay, we'll record Sunday around 8. And uh, I had my my grandson over that day. We had made dinner. We I had a few glasses of wine. We went in the hot tub, mm-hmm. and uh, then we put a movie on. And I passed the fuck out on the couch. <laughs> and I, my <laughs> wife, <laughs> my wife showed me my my phone, and she said, "You got a whole bunch of calls from Jared," and it was nine thirty.
0: Like, damn it, yeah, like. <laughs> Eight o'clock comes around. I'm like, all right. 820. I'm like, so I hit him up, hey man, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready. Finally, I'm like, dude. So I give him a call straight to voicemail. I'm like, this motherfucker just <laughs> faked on me. Uh
1: yeah, I was snoring in front of the TV while everyone else watched a movie. So
0: yeah. Well, I fell asleep on the couch too. So thanks. All right. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we got it going so what else here we are
0: (laughs) shit um yeah it was a long week i was in uh idaho oh yeah recorded and i was in idaho last week that was a quick turnaround was there monday came back uh tuesday night and then uh you know regular uh scheduled broadcasting after that um but i did get a a weekend in the shop, dude, I had a really cool experience on, um, well, it was, <laughs> it, it was a cool experience. So my buddy, Jeff comes over most weekends, every other couple, um, whenever we can get together. Right. So it's once a month, then it's two times a month or, you know, every other week. And then there's like a month where we don't ever get together. But so, um, he was supposed to go golf or something. And uh we're actually having a winter here in California, like yeah, we are, yeah, so oh, getting sidetracked here, but I, I don't know if Instagram was fucking with me, but I saw a post that we had a, a hurricane warning,
1: I thought it was tornado warning. I saw a tornado warning, like well, I like never... hurricane,
0: I think I think hurricane's a way cooler story, so I'm gonna run with that one.
1: We were gonna have a blizzard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i thought uh, on the west coast they're not hurricanes they're
1: typhoons
0: i don't fucking know i've never i've never seen one i know it was really windy in florida when we were out there and that was like the the worst rain and worst wind i've ever seen i was like hudder huddling down and stuff but uh yeah so we're having a a winter here and uh you know i guess it's not good golf weather for uh, a tournament so jeff hits me back and he's like hey dude uh i'm like well you want to get together? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm like, how much time do you have? And he's like, well, if I bring my son, I could have all the time in the world. I'm like, well, shoot, bring that little dude along. Right. Just the last week he was uh, facetiming him and you know, why are you still at uncle Jared's and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, Oh, yeah, this is cool. So I was like, bring him on guys. I was, <laughs> I'm laughing because a couple weeks ago on the um, work for it, they were talking about having people in your shop and, you know, signing. Uh, waivers and stuff like that. And I'm not, you know, above board on that kind of stuff. Right. So I don't even think about it until I have this picture. I'll probably post it sometime, but I got this little four year old kid sitting at my, my bench. And he's got just a a stack of these knives sitting right in front of him and he's all cheesing. And then good God, he's running around everywhere. And, you know, just being a kid, having a good time and uh, you know, but around every corner, We can hurt ourselves, but it's amplified. (laughs) You got a little kid running around there. So Yeah. Um, It was pretty cool. But we we got a couple things done. Um and then What'd you guys uh, do? What'd you guys finish? Um we finished oh, I got the rapid quench um set up. So that was uh kind of mounted uh a month or so ago but we got the air all hooked up so that thing is ready to rock and roll haven't used it yet but i'm uh i'm stoked to try it and then um we got the uh we started building like a um uh tooling arm holder right so i've okay. kind of gone through a bunch of different variations of you know what i wanted to do and what i've always envisioned and with the very first grinder that I ever saw and was almost really close to it was last episode you were talking about, do you get a grinder or do you get an oven Um, at blade West in um, long beach? I had a very, very, very close to, to pulling the trigger on the Ameribrain. And uh, because what I liked about it was the, the stand had the thing for all the tools. just, it looked really cool. I ended up getting an even heat though in a weird shady, drug deal type thing <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but i got it so never mind uh so i drove home with an even heat in my trunk instead of that but the, so, so, so no
1: sponsor for me heat. even heat for the show is that what you're telling me
0: <laughs> no i mean come on comment? guys yeah <laughs> Well, you know, Spencer, I just, if you're uh, out
1: there, we could use the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Come on, Spence.
0: <laughs> you know that. No, I was kidding. So we did the, uh, so I did that. And, um, but the, what I was trying to get it as the, um, the tooling arm stand, right. I really like the idea, but I actually, after, you know, a couple years in, I'm glad I didn't run with that particular setup because you kind of get, you know, Dust and shit all in your yeah that, in your things That's what and a lot stuff. of people say
1: about that yeah. setup.
0: Yeah. And I didn't, you know, it's kind of funny. And I'll kind of transition into something else here in a little bit. But yeah, I don't, I'm really impulsive. Very, no, impulsive. very <laughs> impulsive. We'll, we'll talk about so, another one, another person yeah. soon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I tend to get these ideas and I get locked and loaded on this, this idea. And then I'll end up, um, buying and then doing a bunch of research maybe it's a little backwards but yeah some people are very prepared i'm just not that guy
1: shoot aim fire
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and then (laughs) but uh so but the concept of the tooling arms on like a movable little mobile stand type thing i I really dig that and we ended up going with the kind of like similar to yours where you mount it on the wall and it's got on the 45 degrees and you step them in there But um. I did that, but I put it on a bench that was low. So long story short, my organization of my tooling arms was just fucking scattered all over the floor and under the benches and shit. So there was really no organization there. So we built this little thing and, um, it's got, it's basically just like a tooling arm receivers on a little tower. And we, uh, you know, you slide them all in there, but I did a bunch of welding, which I had done before on the, um, on the thing I made for the vice. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to talk about that because fuck man, like I love the idea of welding. Right. And, and again, guys, I didn't know how to do shit before I started making, like I I had never done anything. Right. So like it's completely foreign, like all of this stuff. So, um, I have a welder now and I was welding. It's hilarious. I plugged the tip on my welder, four times when I was trying to weld that fucking <laughs> this thing. Is a, this, this is need, the Mig you're talking about. The Mig, yeah, <laughs> like four times trying to weld that that uh, receiver underneath the bottom of my tabletop. Because I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. But you know, when you weld upside down, the the, oh. the gas goes back down into the tip. <laughs> it just clogged it so
1: (laughs) uh welding upside down is no joke though i mean i'm no expert welder but i've even just doing like vertical welds you know like sure yeah yeah welding upside down that's it's not that's that's some serious stuff
0: yeah i know what you're doing and i sound like i feel like an idiot and i sound like one right saying this out loud because it's i mean it's (laughs) obvious that the shit's gonna come back down. (laughs) (laughs) And then I didn't have those uh what are those things the um, like a welpers? Is that the the welder's pliers? Oh, I don't know. I just use regular. I don't, I don't know. Somebody I think Jeff was telling me they're called welpers, but um I didn't have any of those. So I bought some of those and boy, those things work really well. They pull the wire right the fuck out of that melted tip. I'm, I'm a pro at it now, so. <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, so I did a bunch of welding on the on the tooling arm receiver this weekend too, and that shit's hard. I mean, it's it's hard. So I yeah. say, it takes practice, you know. It's, yeah, it I, does. I'm just if it doesn't come natural, then I want to move on. But everything I want to do, I have to you know fabricate and shit. So. And guys I like love you, welding. Jeff. Yeah, guys I like love- you and Jeff make me do it myself too. So. Oh well, yeah, and of course. You know, cheers and a fuck you. You did a bit of welding in
1: uh, in my shop on Sunday. Yeah, welded a I couple did. of billets up. Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah, but I'm stoked with the uh, with the way that thing turned out. We had a, cool. the, we had too many holders up high, so I I welded some down lower, and now they all fit in there. Super cool. And then we finished the uh, the hammer holder thing. I'm digging that. Did you ever see that? I know I haven't seen it. Oh, dude. So it's like a bunch of CBBC pipes glued in a, around in a circle together mm-hmm. and you drop the hammers inside of it. But we put it on this thing so it spins and I'll end up mounting it on the wall and it'll kind of just rotate like this. Oh, OK. Yeah. And uh, but I did a video on that. It, 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 it did pretty good. I, I like it. It's, it's a pretty damn cool idea. So I never came up on my feet. I'll have to go look. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah there's all these little things I gotta do in the shop, but I haven't had time. I need to do a hammer rack for the uh and tong rack for the uh other anvil for classes, which I haven't done, and all these little things, yeah.
0: but the idea for that holder though is to get the hammers up out out of the shop and on the wall, and then I still need the ones by the anvil and you know, but you could just pick and choose the couple that I need, and they're not. Because everything on my shops on wheels and gets wheeled to a corner or against the wall somewhere, so cool, I don't know yeah.
1: So now you, now you can start using that
0: stuff more, hopefully. Yeah, so check this out. <laughs> so I am uh, after last week uh, forging with my buddy uh, Nick Rollins, I uh, just I'm, I'm all fired up for forging. You know, like it's, it's, I've, it's just been like all I'm thinking about lately. And, but I have a shop that's in, in my garage and for whatever reason, the guys that built this thing, I'm like there's not a single level plane in the ceiling in my garage. I'm a fire sprinkler guy. That's what I do for a living. So, I mean, I, I deal with ceilings all day long. Fancy ones, soffits here, you know, coffers, all all this stuff and shit, man. My my garage must have been, thought it was like the Taj Mahal or something because it it is just completely one level here, one level there. Yeah, um, it's pretty
1: wacky. I remember putting in the the wiring and it's like I don't know you what can't they were run thinking. Anything
0: from one end to the other without like going up and down fourteen times. It's a, it's a <laughs>
1: yeah. Stupid. Um. Oh,
0: excuse me. Uh. But the what was I saying?
1: The it's gone. ceiling.
0: Oh, the ceiling. The, yeah. The, so. The, yeah, because so the I've been having a lot of apprehension about running my Apollo in there. Um on top of that, my driveway is on like a mega slant. So I'd have to build some kind of platform to get it outside kind of like your setup, because I think that's And,
1: and, and th- this is good. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you here for a little segue because I I've had a bunch of people ask me this and I used your intel here since you're the sprinkler guy. Um so sprinklers have ratings and i asked jared at one point hey i was worried about this the and i asked him what the ratings were for the sprinkler so tell people how to know the ratings for the sprinklers in your garage if you have them
0: well it depends there's uh, but generally residential sprinklers will have a color on the bulb and red they go through from like a ordinary temperature intermediate and extra high but uh, red bulbs are ordinary which is like 130 to 165 and then the next step up which is a green bulb is 70 175 to 212 or something like that so if you got a green bulb you're probably good um if you have some kind of height to your ceiling because contrary to popular belief it takes like ambient direct heat on the bulb itself to you know pop the head yeah you can't just yeah, light lighter I, there.
1: So when I had my forge running, when I used to have it in the shop, uh, I used a heat gun on the ceiling, and I got it to read like one thirty mm-hmm. above the forge. That's that's really close to one of the red one of the red Correct. ones. Like yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I'd be worried about having uh, those sprinkler heads in the garage and having a forge in there. So sure, all you out I mean, there listening, that's something to think about if you actually do forge with your uh, forge inside.
0: Yeah. And, of course, being a sprinkler guy, if I fucking flood my garage and <laughs> pop in the sprinklers, <laughs> that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't go over too well. So, <laughs> Yeah,
1: you might get razzed at work a little I mean, bit. I mean, I have 200
0: degrees in there, and I'm still not uh, – it's just to the heights, not where I I would want it to be. So, right. um, So I haven't done it and I haven't really used it, which, you know, kind of poses an issue for trying to forge. So segue. I start, uh, I think I noticed it somewhere and then I just started like, uh, I want a fucking induction forge. So I started calling around. I was calling a bunch of people and, talking to to brian and brent and um because the way i was seeing it used i mean i could all of a sudden it was just like ding and then there you go here goes jared locked on an idea can't let it go i'm like i just started asking and then can i forge just mono steel knives and like do some basic blacksmithing with it like yeah dude that's what the fuck it's for it's awesome and i was like click click, click. <laughs> ding <laughs> on its way
1: so <laughs> And you ordered it Sunday, right? I ordered or it Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday you or it Sunday, Sunday. Saturday,
0: yeah. Saturday yeah. or Sunday, yeah.
1: And the funny thing is like you told me about it and that morning I had reached out to Chris Powell and asked him what induction forge he uses. And uh, he gave me a link to Amazon, which is the same one that you ordered. So yep. the very same day, we had the very same idea. I, I didn't pull the trigger yet because I was going to actually do a little research. But
0: that's stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then again, everyone else has done the research for us because uh, Brian true. and those guys all have the the well, same. That's one.
0: a good. That's a good point because. Um, <laughs> it was shipping today. So Brent had talked to me about, uh, I guess Derek Melton and I, I did some reading on that has a great resource page on his website with like a bunch of bunch of shit about all induction forge about, uh, the coal forge one, the DIYs and the other, you know, stuff that I got. Um, I think I went with the U S solid one. Um, and, just a, it's a, it's like an overload of information how you know how to make your own coils and you know what coils to use the chiller links so great page thanks Derek. really appreciate that really 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 cool page um, and then i watched um a youtube video from uh, chris zep on make everything and that just completely sealed it for me but I watched that today, so I reached out to him and told him I was like, "Yeah, because I uh, like to do th- research after I buy shit." Yeah. By the way, that's <laughs> a great video. I'm glad I did what I did. <laughs> and what was the total price? If I might ask, um, I think it was $1, twelve hundred.
1: Twelve hundred, and that's with the chiller or without?
0: No, without the chiller. I haven't got the chiller yet, so yeah, it was twelve hundred. Was... I think for the deal itself plus tax, it was like thirteen buck, thirteen hundred out the and, door. And how much of the chillers? They go from probably 300 to 400 for the 25 liter. So
1: 1500, you're out the door. So about
0: 15. And then I guess you need a couple more things to, uh, I mean, you're going to need more coils and more, uh, some electrical stuff to kind of get it set up correctly cart, you know, some shit to, to keep it on. And, um, but yeah, I think it's like about 15 or 1600 bucks all in is what I'm hearing. But and then Not the bad. 25 liter, I guess, is what's what's kind of recommended if you're gonna use it for periods of time. Because um, if it, I guess the the machine itself's got all kinds of sensors and shit. So if it overheats or something, it just shuts off and won't work. You know, so it doesn't let itself blow up. But the 10 liter, I guess, works, but for only for so long. Like if you use it for prolonged periods, it's just probably best yeah. to go with the 25. So.
1: I was thinking of a cool usage of that would be um when you're twisting Damascus if you had one of the like the wands that you mm-hmm. could put over the keep steel it. as you're twisting
0: keep heat on it yeah I know chris the the video I saw he he heated up a a one inch square bar bar of mild and it was like less than a minute and it was crackling. Yeah. The scale was popping off, so it's fast, dude. Yeah. And can isolate I have mean, and...
1: seen lots of videos on them and I yeah, it's like, I said that's the next I'd say the last purchase, but the the yeah, next it purchase. <laughs> it's
0: like my last <laughs> the purchase. The next purchase
1: that I want to make. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're just way cheaper than I thought. So 1500,
0: I thought they'd be like 2500. Yeah, I think or more. like the the Coal Forge ones like about 3 grand, but that's everything the chiller the the induction the cart the enclosure like the whole thing and i don't know what accessories it comes with but um i'm quite happy getting a cart from hobo freight
1: and slapping it on that
0: yeah hmm. buy once cry once you know i do that a <laughs> lot too <laughs> other times i'm cheap as hell <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, speaking
1: of new tools, um, you helped me put the lathe on the stand. Uh, and it was, by the way, it was days later. I'm like, why do my legs hurt so much? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> cause we had to bend over and pick up this. How much do you think that thing weighed? 300 pounds?
0: I don't 250? know. It was heavy as fuck. I know that. It was heavy as fuck. Yeah, I had to lift from my legs. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> one pull, I was like, "Oh no, my big ass is gonna fucking pop something I mean, we, easy." We we
1: picked it up, and uh, and just at the end, because I I had the the skid right. You know, some like my, my legs were spread out a little, like a little wider than I they should have been, and then like one of my legs almost gave out. Um, but then we finally got it up there. Uh, so thank you for helping me, but, uh, I got to use it, uh, the other day, made a little sleeve for, for something on the sanding machine that I was doing and, uh, I love it. It works awesome. So, uh, precision Matthews really helped me out on that one, gave me like a 60% discount. So, uh, that'll definitely be in videos soon. Nice. Uh, yeah. So no, no slop at all. It was so, so much like the old one. My my old lathe was given to me by a friend. It was in really rough shape. I put a couple hundred bucks in it and got it working. And it was fine for me because I'm doing like pommel nuts. Like literally that's what I use it for, right? right. <laughs> most yeah. most of the time. And then the last thing I used it on was probably the Starry Cosmos build on turning the Damascus for um, for that build.
0: Is dude, the last thing
1: I d- did on that, dude, uh,
0: dude, dude, dude. I watched that video. That I mean, I was there through a lot of that build. Uh-huh. That was badass. Like, thank I, you. I, I was watching you uh, forge the um, the forge the it to shape, kind of. No, even after before that, when you were kind of like setting it up to to make the knife, and then how you were spinning the uh, the mosaic plugs yeah. you know and kind of stepping it down that was that was cool dude uh, i enjoyed yeah. that
1: thank you i, I wish i would i i mean because c- the plugs were seven eighths, uh uh five eighths, and um a half i think half inch and sorry that's imperial for anyone's listening outside the u.s but um the um so I didn't, I I didn't have in my head how big, how much bigger those were going to get after forging, because um, the one of them got it's probably inch and a quarter, so they really mm-hmm. spread out a lot bigger than I wanted. But it turned out okay because um, one of them gets cut and you actually see the the circle on the on the spine of the knife, like you see oh, the mosaic. Yeah, I saw it kind of yeah. You kinda, yeah, you yeah. So that that was cool KT effect.
0: Part. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then the smallest, it's only happened on the smallest part. Um, As I was turning it and forging it, I got that happy accident of the spiral. um, in it. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go check out my latest build video. But uh, this is a plug welded Damascus build that I've been working on for a while. And these are like circles. And when I was forging the circle, it was actually twisting but it really worked with the pattern. Um, It's the, now this like spiral look like a little wormhole or something in, uh, in space. So yeah, that came out really
0: cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: The big one, the big one sold already. So I just got the other one. Nice. Yeah. So I was having no inventory for you. What's that?
0: That's a no inventory for you.
1: What when uh, someone asked in the comments? Uh, oh, I can't wait to see them at uh, Blade um, in Atlanta. I'm like, uh, they're not going to be around that long. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to hang on until June. But
0: who knows? Fuck, man. Maybe you'll talk the guy into sending it back to you, like the other guys do. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah. So new lathe, anxious to use that. Um what other tools that's about it for tools. So Yeah. And what, then I uh,
0: uh I had the um God damn it. It's gone again. It's <laughs> a Brain of mine. <laughs> oh, so I etched the uh the the wave cutter, the chef knife I've been working on. It um, came out really nice.
1: Fuck, really nice. Dude.
0: Fuck. I yeah, There's a handful of times I've made something very rare, but yeah, I look at it. I'm like, there's no fucking way I did that. <laughs> there's <laughs> no fucking way. Like that is not not possible. Like I, I just, I can't I take some pictures and started sending some videos. And for whatever reason, like, I don't know, Brian house, close your ears. I have a hard time, like, pushing things or or like trying to over post or you know what i mean like i don't want to be a try hard of you know like oh hey look at me i'm doing naked cartwheels kind of dude but i know i gotta fucking get okay never mind uh i don't want to be like you know that guy like hey look at me look at me um but i mean it it's part of our deal, right? I mean, this you, is what you we're need doing. You we have to fucking do it. Jared. Promotion. You have, have to, to do, do it. it. You have to push yourself. 50%, 50%. Da, 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 Absolutely. 50%. Yeah.
1: And that so. one's one you need to get up on the mountain and toot your horn about, because that one looks yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I did a little bit today. I kind of went on a couple multi platforms and um but it's awesome. And for, for me it's awesome. I'm not saying the, the build is awesome. No, I'm no to okay. Movie. I'm yeah. gonna
1: back you up there. It's awesome. Not just for you. It's awesome. Yeah, like, like if I had that knife cut on my shop, I'd be thrilled with it. The pattern looks amazing. It uh for everyone I this is like a four hundred layer that's been chevroned. So it's like a chevron pattern, because there's like a wave theme um in the in the Damascus yeah. and in the handle eventually it'll it'll the whole theme will come together but it looks really really nice
0: yeah and i was just, i'm just through the moon but <laughs> so i was so i've etched quite a few knives um but i've done it just kind of like some goumies and some sand miles and some stone washes and um but i haven't like i was not nervous but like i, I really wanted to do a good job right because i i know that this there was like potential in this thing for it to look good so um so I was talking to Dennis and I was like, I want to come over. I'm going to bring it. But I was torn between if I wanted to do just a regular traditional ferric um, or gator piss. And I had settled on gator piss, right? Cause I had just, I think a while ago I was saying how much cool shit I've seen and I wanted to see it, you know, for myself. So I get everything ready and I'm fucking running out of my shop, uh, yesterday morning. Um, to go over to Dennis's and I get halfway, I get into the fucking mountain. We're like 20 minutes apart and I'm about just far enough to where I can't turn around. And all of a sudden I see the fucking gator piss in my mind sitting on the top of my, my bench in my in my garage. I forgot it. So I was <laughs> like, fuck, man. Ferric it is. <laughs> Ferric it is. And then now I keep going back and forth like, do I want to coffee it? And I don't think I am. I, I think I'm, i have made up my mind. I'm just gonna leave it how it is. I it it's it's doing it for me. So that's kind of where it is.
1: Yeah I would keep the um well that was yester yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yesterday. Yeah. I mean I would keep like uh the mineral oil or like WD forty on it still for a while.
0: Yeah. I just checked it earlier. It's still got, got a nice thin layer on it. But yeah. It's so funny. I was like, he's like, go grab, me, you know, do this and sand the oxides are. Now, look, I've heard the word. <laughs> 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 I've heard it said many times. <laughs> I'm sanding away and he's like, get the oxides. Fire. I had to look at him like, what the fuck is the oxide? Like, what? I mean, I get it. It's, you know, the shit that's going to come up off of the plate. I'm like, is it the black shit? <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. I feel so efficient right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm well, a at, at
1: least you're willing to admit it. But I, you know, I guess I don't think about the, you know, assume everyone knows the term, but that's
0: a good point. Not everyone knows all these terms. So no, I mean, decarb you know you get it i mean the scale i mean there's some things that are just very apparent but you know as i was going through it i'm like what the fuck is a goddamn oxide so i really try guys i really try to uh make it a point when i don't know something to you know ask so yeah well that's what sometimes. you gotta do otherwise i just fake it till i make it and, yeah, yeah no
1: whatever. i yeah sunday uh finished the first bars when in that session i did end up re redoing that um piece so i had i'm doing this complex uh crosses pattern for the viking challenge which is it's gonna be a lot of steel it's three three billets that are one and a half by four inch by about Two inches tall, maybe two and a half inches tall, and there's three of those. Um, and then I screwed one of them up because it has to be two and a half has to be forged to two and a half inches wide, and I couldn't get the width, and so I was all mad and realized I, I needed an edge bar anyway, so I just turned it into a long piece that I'll twist later. But uh, yeah, after you left, I did the other piece. So I did forge four four different billets into c's in the right format and length and blah blah
0: that's something so, too those uh and the the cosmos build the little graphs that you're putting down there on the bottom are fucking cool yeah really the, tells the tale it's like one but, of those other things where you really crush w's and c's and you know blah blah but when you're seeing it, it should look like this and then you show the picture it's like that's cool I, i'm sure that helps out a lot of people
1: yeah. Those, those for every everyone thinks, Oh, what software are you using to do that? Yeah. I do that by hand. <laughs> I go into a photo like Photoshop and there's a tool in Photoshop called wave where you can like, like push something or pull something. So I have to like do all that by hand and I'm literally like pu- pushing on it on a, a piece of the graphic to smush it. And uh, it takes like Like two hours to do the graphics for a video like that. So, oh, I like them more now. Give me more. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking better. (laughs) And normally I'm editing videos as I get the footage, but this one, I don't know, I didn't start. I didn't, it was a blank page. I started um, Friday morning, Friday ish. And I, it took me including the graphics and all that. I, I bet you I edited that video for six hours, like off and on um, through the day and at night. And man, I was so tired of editing that day. So, that sounds horrible. Uh, it has its moments, <laughs> but I, I did. I, I'm actually the part that I'm most happy with. I mean, I love the Damascus on it, but um that's the first time I've done a faceted handle like that, so I was really happy with those more than uh, more than anything. Like they, yeah, I had seen the damascus, so it wasn't like thrilling me all that much because I had etched it probably a month ago, right? Because um, I've had those on my bench for a while, but but uh, the handles uh, I was happy with, and my, No they came out good. Wasn't my first time using Koa, but first time in like a, a hidden tang like with a block yeah yeah it's nice i like it i got lots more it's easy yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i remember (laughs) um i was gonna say oh with that (laughs) the the tooling arm thing that i made for the anvil the slide thing Mm -hmm. on, on the table so i'd last week i was talking about you know i can't remember where i've where I saw it. Cause definitely not something that I, I came up with and, um, it was just escaping me. And, uh, about middle of the week, it dawned on me where I saw it. And, uh, and I was talking to, to Brent, um, bald man, knife and tool and, uh, we were bullshitting. And then, and I was like, Oh, did you see that thing? And I'm like, yeah. And then I go, uh, Oh fuck! That's where I saw it. And he goes, "Oh really?" Right. So I, 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 t- <laughs> I owe Brian <laughs> and uh, Brent a, a shout out because that's I saw it at the foundry. Brian has a it's set up a little bit different, but um, there there was a couple things the way that he he had those the slide in for the anvils, the knife vise, and a couple of things, and then he's also got this really cool um, like metal fucking i can't say what i'm thinking it's uh uh, these pillars that come up off the side of the table and then cross over and he he has tooling arms you know slides in there and lights on there which i want to do for a couple of my benches because i think it's really cool because i don't know about you guys but like light is a premium and when my garage is up open i lose half the fucking ability to light my shop up and i'm currently losing my sight because I'm fucking old so <laughs> like I haven't I forgot my glasses the today at work and I had to fucking go to Walgreens to- and buy fucking readers can you believe it I can believe it because I've done it <laughs> oh god this is a first for me it was just
1: oh
0: oh such a bummer dude yeah it doesn't get yeah. better. yeah I know it's fucking bad but um so yeah shout out to Brian and Brent so I was talking to him about the the induction forge too and he was and he was one of the people I called and uh was asking about and he's like oh yeah we do all this stuff with it and kind of help seal the deal so he sent me a video the next morning and uh he's like all right here's the induction forge and showed me the you know same one that I I ended up buying and kind of showed me all the attachments and shit like that and then he sends me another reel and he goes all right. And then here's this uh, setup for the anvil that we stole from you. And <laughs> I was fucking dying, dude. I was crying. I was sitting in my office on Friday or whatever. And I was literally in tears. I was like, God damn, you're such a dick. That's awesome. <laughs> so but, my bad, guys. Uh,
1: but you mentioned lighting. Like, that's one thing I've always had a challenge with in the shop. Um, for the same reason. Because when the garage is up, you can't. I can't hang anything from it. Right. And I also have those, those racks, you know, the ceiling racks. So that kind of hides, it, it prevents mm. me from hanging stuff. So I've got those pillow lights from Brian. Like he gave me the links to those, those big pillow lights. Oh yeah. 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 So over my main, my main uh, workbench, that's what I use, but anywhere else in the shop, um, like if, I'm um, literally anywhere else, especially that surface grinder. I got to get uh, the big surface grinder. It's dark as fuck over there. Oh yeah, like,
0: yeah, that's dark yeah. as fuck, and so is the sink when you're trying to sand off oxides. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so I
1: I need to get some more lighting over there. I just haven't figured out how and what I'm gonna do. I'm also uh, tight on power in the shop now, so. Oh, no.
0: Real world problems. Used every single breaker. And I had a bunch left. <laughs> and and I, no more.
1: I think I have one um, 20 amp, one slot, a single slot. So I could put another outlet in there, but I'd have to wire it. And I don't really feel like doing that. I
0: don't. But, but we, my buddy and I, uh, or my buddy helped me um, mm. use one of the last breakers for some outlets. So I put uh, two four ways up in my ceiling. To run the the bench with all the uh, the drills and the hyper disc and all that crap, and then we have room for one more on the other side of the shop. So I'll have plenty of outlets, but that's it. I'm done. How much 220 do you have in the shop?
1: You you have it on either either wall, right?
0: I have one on the grinder side, and then I put one in the middle on the ceiling. Oh yeah, right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and that has a long uh, extension cord that I I uh, pop in. So it's perfect uh, with the extension cord and uh, where it's at. I can get anywhere um, for the extra two twenty if you can have an extra. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. So a um, couple of things that I wanted to go over because I was just reading. I. I always like when I'm, when I'm going on Facebook, especially if I'm on uh blade smithing for beginners and see a lot of beginner questions. And i like to like rack those up. Let's talk about them on here. So one that, um, I know you and I have talked about ages and I've talked about it in videos, but it seems to come up on a regular basis. So I want to cover it here. And that's, and since you talked about etching, um, mm-hmm. full tang knives, um, How do you etch? What do you do if you're going to etch a full tang knife and you want something, you want it stonewashed or something like that, but you got to finish the handle. Um, What do you do? So, and you just had this, you know, you're doing this with the wave cutter that you're talking about, which is you're not going to stonewash it, you know? So that one, so there's a couple, couple of schools of thought here. And the first thing, the first question I was asking everybody is, what is your handle material? Is it wood? Is what color is it wood? Is it really light wood? Is it African black wood? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for the um, um, Starry Cosmos knives, I I was going to remember the names of them. I, I ended up, if you guys have seen the video, I ended up actually nail polishing the entire handle. Because these are integral integral bolster chef knives, so they have to be etched. You got to grind. You got to sand the whole thing together, right? You can't separate it. So I ended up nail polishing the entire handle, putting the whole things in the acid. Uh, I did actually coffee those, but I didn't like it, so I took the coffee off. Um, Good move. Yeah, they were too dark. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's one way, is you can... You, you can use n- clear nail polish or nail nail polish, just not to be clear, and carefully nail polish your handle and it'll protect it. The other way, there's a couple other ways, um, and I just sent someone on blade smithing for beginners this advice um, like a couple hours ago. Is the only place I can find them is Maker Material Supply, and yeah. they have these things called Gulso bolts. Gulso, G-U-L-S-O, and they're torque head bolts. One's a barrel, one's a like a bolt, a threaded bolt, and they go into each other. And they're the ones I use are five thirty second barrel and quarter inch head. Then you just bolt your scales on, finish your your handle and your spine, then t- fully finish your handle pop the scales off, etch it, stonewash it, do whatever you ever gonna do. Your handles is completely done. You put them back on, you bolt them together. And I was thinking today, even if you don't want to use the gulso bolts as the finished product, you finish your handle that way, you pop them off, then you could drill through your um you had you'd have to use quarter inch pins, but you could drill through your holes and actually use a, a g10 at, a, at that point because you just got oh, a tiny little bit of sanding you follow me if so you didn't five, actually
0: they're they're 532nd though
1: no i know we i that's what i mean you have to drill through the holes
0: yeah yeah so
1: you you're, you could, you're...
0: eat that up with your induction forge <laughs> you,
1: <laughs> you would have to and i've actually done i've done gulso bolts where the hole in the in the handle in the in the, in the steel is in five thirty seconds it's a pain in the ass um but as long as they're centered you're fine because i've had um knives where i've accidentally um drilled them the 3 16th mm. and all i've done is then taken a 3 bit and just touch them so you get a center point and then drill through the handle with five thirty seconds the hole in the hand in the in the steel doesn't have to be five thirty seconds True. You look confused, Jared. You following me here? No. Oh, your camera's you. just, <laughs> your, your your camera just paused. At a this bit. like pu- yeah. puzzled look on your face, like what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about?
0: <laughs> it's not an uncommon look, but no, I'm following you. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: any guys out there, if you're uh, if you're looking to uh, you want to at, you're doing full tang knives, and you want to etch your stone wash, and you want to see the stone wash around the the spine. That's how you do it.
0: Or yeah, I mean, no, some could, people use some people use actual barrels and threaded bolts on both sides that do that. This guy right here has them.
1: Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. He's yeah. holding up a, a thicker clipper here.
0: I am. Yep. Yeah, so anything. There's a couple anything. different ways, but
1: yeah. yeah. But usually but it's some a, kind of mechanical connection you can remove.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you can definitely get that's how I get all the uh my coded, the uh, the stormtrooper and a couple other ones I'm working on that are the same same way.
1: Yeah. I originally kinda,
0: good. No, no, Here you go. I was just kind of tripping out on the uh on the wave cutter. Cause I don't have that, but I have, uh, the other thing, if you have like epoxy resin scales, you could just dip those the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I like, you were saying, if they were like, you know, paper micarta, maybe I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> yeah. Like a, not in coffee, paper macarta and ferric, you'd probably still be fine. It might discolor a little bit, but like,
0: any anything else is probably I'm not,
1: fine
0: i'm struggling though the two opportunities that i had to use that I had white kind of mixed in and i yeah i ended up not doing it because the ferric will will stain that yeah there's not yeah. it'll dull it or turn a little brownish or yeah something, a little so. yellowish like it'll look like pea yeah <laughs> gator
1: piss yeah yeah exactly um Oh, I um, switching topics. I put the uh, the hand rests on the sanding machine today. Um, nice, and the the top. Actually, I got the Instagram video ready in the in the can to release tomorrow to talk about it. But uh, I'm happy with it. It it uh, it looks really good. I cool. think the ma- all of the machinery is done. Like all the all the parts are machined. The hand rests are uh they make a huge difference having the hand rests
0: i still can't see them i mean I, I understand the the concept but i'm I'm interested to see it
1: yeah they're they're actually about a quarter inch lower than the plate but that actually works out for me i think it works out well because just the way
0: your hands are propped up just slightly
1: um you just you, you leave oh, the um,
0: yeah i get it now so you're just yeah. putting your palms on there putting and they're their palms
1: removable right they're bolted in. You can remove them, but you—it's a bit of a pain in the ass to unbolt yeah, them. Yeah,
0: because that works for you because you have a a uh, a smaller sanding
1: block. No, but the 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 plate is higher than the thing. So even yeah, if but you they had would a get long
0: it get in bolt, the way, if you, oh no 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 no, go the, under
1: the, it. The hand rests are lower by a quarter inch. The plate's higher. Okay. The center plate. Oh, so it gotcha. it would mat- It would work no matter what you use. Okay. so that's the other reason why i wanted them that way okay. so that if you're using like the orion sanding stick or any yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. those will work fine
0: yeah got it
1: so yeah so cool. yeah now it's on to fusion 360 to learn how to do sheet metal and uh, to make the enclosures the last thing and then of course figure out how to get all these machines part the these these parts machined talking backwards Right. And, um, and then figuring out what this thing's going to cost. There's the, you know, the whole business part got Brian in the back of my head. <laughs> right. Um, what this is going to cost, how many I'm going to make. And, you know, these places that you send parts out to get cut, it's amazing how much the price changes by volume. Like if you want one part cut, it's like
0: you know, $300. It's all about the setup, dude. It's all about the yeah, setup. T- totally. It, totally. It's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. I know a guy. Remember, don't forget. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the setup is a bitch. Cause we were talking about doing a couple of, of, of things. And he's just like, do you really fucking need this? Cause <laughs> it's going to be a bitch <laughs> to get this thing set up on the mill. And I'm like, mm, okay, maybe not. <laughs> That's what the manual mills for. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> yeah but uh, there are times like there, i screwed up a couple of the things like you know you're you're in fusion 360 and you're like yeah that looks like enough room between those two bolt holes well yeah you know what'd you call leave. me no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't you know you don't actually put the bolt in there you realize hey those bolts are actually touching they don't even spin uh um, yeah. you know and, I'm still new at Fusion 360, so I've made a few mistakes, but you know that's all right. Dude, I don't know
0: what it is with three Fusion 360 knife print. Like I've been a CAD guy for longer than I care to say um, because I already told you guys I'm going blind. But for (laughs) for a long time, I've been using CAD for work, and um, I'm hoping that. So it, predominantly, like a two dimensional, uh, just regular AutoCAD. But the three D stuff um, is cool, and I and I use it for work. But man, I am I am having a hard time transitioning over, it. even though it, like it, it should be fun, and you know, like uh, when you're passionate about something, obviously you're into it and you want to learn everything. But man, I just I the thought of sitting at a computer. And doing 360, like learning another software and stuff, just it is not my jam right now. It yeah, is not you, my jam right now. Here's the
1: thing, though. You're going to have some of the groundwork that, because you're a CAD guy, that I don't have. Like, yeah. like, you already know how to do probably, like, constraints and, like. No, that, so that's,
0: that's funny. That's funny because a regular AutoCAD isn't really, I mean, there's some concepts of, you know coordinates and you know other things but a lot of the commands are they're not transferable like revit is another uh, architectural 3d drafting program that's pretty much the yeah. the future but uh extruding and all, all those things are not not part of or whenever yeah, a part of my daily deal so it just makes me go Arr.
1: yeah but the, the concept of like hey i need to i need to put you know 16 bolt holes 16 holes in this plate and mm-hmm. instead of doing 16 of them you do Copy one them. and then you uh, use mm-hmm. the rectangular pattern thing and then you use the mirror to yeah. mirror the like yeah you're you're familiar with those yeah. concepts whereas sure. i'm sitting there and i'm like oh do one two three and then you're like you watch a video and you're like okay delete out that whole thing yeah. and do it again uh, yeah. and
0: all that stuff's about processes too you know and yeah make it faster but i don't know it's just not it, I'm sure I'll get there. Um, but it's, I was trying to just mess around with knife print, and it's so not what I'm used to that. It's more frustrating. Actually. I actually wish I didn't know anything and this is what I knew because I wouldn't be fighting it so much because I, I have an operation that's like just ingrained in my head for so many years and how I want to do something. And they, the, the different types of CAD programs don't kind of operate that way. So it's, it's kind of frustrating, but I'm happy that you're, you're doing it dude. Cause it's a, uh, it's an awesome program and like endless opportunities for, I mean, look at you, you're building a fucking sanding machine now.
1: Yeah. And Hey, I'm, i cause I had to, you know, when I, when I did the actual parts, you know, I needed the technical drawing and I'm like, well, fuck, how do I turn my 3d drawing into a technical drawing? I don't know. Watch more videos and then realize, Oh, there's a right click on your drawing and, and create, right click on your design and create drawing and then adding dimensions and then I was like oh okay this is really easy but uh, yeah I
0: should say you're not building one you're designing one that there's a big difference there
1: uh, well yeah so, I mean I'm doing both but
0: Well, I mean, I'm saying getting out yeah. there and just fabricating putting it together but you're designing it right you're going to have yeah. a plan and be able yeah, to produce in yeah. production that's that's awesome yeah but yeah it's fun
1: cool i'll have to Think of more things to make after this, but I got to get this one out the door. Yeah. I <sighs> have some, the whole, I have some I, ideas. I, I'm, I'm afraid of what it's going to cost to get the parts machine. That's what I'm terrified of. Because, uh, So the, the locals, I, I don't know about anywhere else, but here in California and here specifically in the town I live in, in Livermore, so there's one steel yard. There's one place to get steel. And uh, I went over there and at least one I know of and said, Hey, do you guys know one. any, uh, you know, any, um, machine any shops? machine shops. And they're like, no, there's none. There was two guys they're both retired. Like in the last two years, there's no place to get things machined locally. So my only option is things like, um, uh, send cut send or hubs machining, um, so basically sending them out. And I think that's just going to be the future of things like local machine shops. I think are getting killed by these online places that you send your design to and they send you parts. So yeah,
0: that, that's what I got to do. I have expensive machines and all that yeah. overhead, you know, they can produce mass and mass quantities. It's yeah. Yeah. They just get them set up and sent. So
1: yeah, I still want to get, I, uh, um, a couple of things like what Brian did and get some, uh, get some copper spoons made for, uh, for blade show. So. <laughs> <laughs> the re the reason Jared is laughing is because I got to tell the story. So when we were at the, the foundry at Brian's place, Jared goes, I want to get a little swage block and I want oh, to go. I, I bought want... one. <laughs> yeah. He bought one. I bought one. Yeah. He bought one. He goes, yeah, I'm going to make some copper spoons. I'm like, "Fucking copper spoons. What are you talking about? And everyone at the foundry is like, started like copper spoons. And they're all laughing. And here we are nine months later. <laughs> it's, and- copper <laughs> <laughs> it's copper
0: spoon season.
1: It's copper spoon season. Mr. House does a video making a copper spoon and it's got like what, one and a half million views or something like that. You lost your chance,
0: Jared. Yeah. That happens a lot. Right. I mean, it's, it's one (laughs) thing to think it, but the, the ones that do it, you know, to gotta be the doer. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta Gotta be the doer. You can't sit around and think about things all day. (laughs) But yeah, I was called less than masculine names for me wanting to make a spoon. And now all of a sudden it's the (laughs) fucking the bees knees. And
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, definitely the bees knees now. Yeah oh so yeah i do i think they're cool so i want to make a one of those one the first one i'll make for my wife but uh, yeah because she's a coffee fanatic and she need a coffee spoon
0: yeah but so So you got the what are you doing with the viking challenge are you going to spill the beans or are you keeping it still to your (laughs) chest honestly i know the damascus
1: i haven't designed the weapon like I'm basically just making Damascus. I'm I'm thinking uh, you know it, there's like okay, don't yell at me people, but
0: <laughs> I'm thinking there's like
1: it. there's like two kinds of viking swords. There's the sax and then there's the other sword that is sorry if you're like viking descent, but it's an exceptionally boring looking sword. Bullshit. Um, it okay. is. Not the sax, the <laughs> You don't get asked. <laughs> I just think the Viking <laughs> weapons are just, I don't know, they're not that interesting. I've done a Viking spear, so I'm not gonna, I've already done a, a Damascus Viking spear, so I'm not gonna do a spear, although I love spears and I think they're cool. I Did that thing that ever way. sell? No, I was gonna say, I still have oh. that. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, that was. It's probably because you're bad-mouthing them. I I know, right?
1: (laughs) So, I mean, like at least a sax is something I've never done. So, I think it's just going to be a big-ass sax. I've got about, I don't know how many pounds of steel in Damascus. Plus, there's more steel because there's a bunch of 1084 that's separator kind of things that's got to get added to that stack. So, Mm -hmm. and, and there's an edge bar. So I think there's a, a ton of steel could be a, I don't know, 30 inch sacks or something. I don't crazy. There's a lot of steel
0: in those they are pretty wide. So. I found myself on uh, Google <clears throat> at some point today, looking at Viking weapons. Cause somebody asked me, I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Uh, sorry it's not coming to me but they're like are you doing it and i was like man no i just i don't have time like i have a bunch of shit i want to do and then you know i was like hmm (laughs) maybe i doubt I will. maybe if it was a cooler challenge no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's it oh that's
1: funny yeah we've actually um I'm going to float this one as the next challenge. Um, I'd love to do a challenge that was uh, military weapons. I'd love to see, and, and it can be any military. This doesn't have to be U.S. military or Canadian military or whatever. Um, and no cracks about Canadian military. Um, yeah, I would I love so. to see that because you can do, you can do officer sabers. You can do rapiers. You can, there's K-bars, So uh, I might float the idea for the next challenge. We make it a a, a military-themed, but it's not just up to me.
0: Yeah. It's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Open it up. We never... What was the other one we were going to... Oh, a sci-fi challenge. Sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, eh. Everyone's going to do... Oh, I'm going to do the Darksaber. I'm going to do the... Who cares?
0: I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity for some cool shit out of that. There but, is. There is. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm I'm more of a fantasy nerd than uh, sci-fi, but I mean I love Star Star Wars and all that stuff, but you know, I'm not exactly gonna make a lightsaber, so
0: it's already been done. Right. <sighs> yeah.
1: So yeah, it'll probably be a sax. I haven't thought about the guard, I haven't even looked at a design, and I'm usually like The first thing I do is go to knife print and I make this like elaborate design. I haven't done any of that. (laughs) I'm just making the Damascus now because I know that's going to be the long part. So I probably got one, two, three more forge sessions at least. More than maybe four because I got to put the edge bar. Um, no. What am I saying? More than that, probably six. Jesus. Yeah, because I got to, like, tile the Damascus, and uh, um, I haven't even done the bar, <clears throat> like, the, the end bar, then that's got to be four-weight and four-weight again, so that's three, then tiled, then edge bar, and then final forging. So, yeah, it's probably, like, five or six forge sessions. Hmm. This stuff just doesn't, just doesn't happen. It's got to be planned. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. I mean...
0: There's uh, a good joke in there I just didn't do. Uh, so <laughs> but uh the one thing we gotta get to before we get out of here is the uh is the actual uh topic of the podcast, and that's your uh the, the triple T video. And um great job, dude. Seriously. You. Like that was a all the things that um I felt um needed to be covered were covered. Um from like i said you know obviously you're not going to target the you know experience guys for the beginners though the breakdown of the hammers i thoroughly enjoyed watching you pretend or hit the (laughs) i I just laughed my ass off it was great just watching you beat, (laughs) do your hammer demonstration but that's that's me that was funny but um you know, the the anvils, the the forges, the venturi, the forest air, the ribbon burner, um, you know, the rounding, the peens, the, you know, like it, it was a well put together. And I think it should benefit a lot of people for a long time to come because uh, there's only a, a few of them that kind of, you, you normally get people talking about one or two of those subjects. So to put it all together in a, in a half hour video was uh, really cool. I enjoyed it. So
1: yeah this week's video is gonna be I'm actually gonna finally people are probably saying yeah finally forge something I'm gonna actually forge a knife and this will be like a hunter ish kind of knife and uh, actually forge it and show you know step by step forging it what am I gonna do here I'm hitting it here because I'm hitting it there because uh, that kind of thing so so that'll be this week's video and it's it's actually too it's too bad the to video I'm teaching a class an intro class this weekend. so it's kind of too bad I'm not recording like this coming weekend because uh, it would have been cool to use what I'm doing this weekend because I usually forge a knife in those classes um, mm. at the same time that students are, are forging a knife to show them hey, this is what I'm doing and they can kind of see what I, I'm going along with them so, uh, it's too bad that you know I'm not doing it with the class, but uh I mean with you know for the class for this video, but then I'll probably take a break and do kind of like the knife steel one o one um type video, yeah, and actually the uh the other piece, so there's so many videos now to that are gonna get racked up because. I think the you know knife designing is probably not as important right now because for your first knife you're usually copying a design you're not usually coming up with something original so maybe the knife design one can wait yeah um, but the knife steel one um, is one I think is pretty um, is pretty important before we get into you know because so many guys um, you know start again other things i've seen people do is they they i did it they they start with the 1095 and which is mm-hmm. a tough steel the to heat treat and they just don't, they don't know where to get steel so a bunch of that um you know and i covered some of that in the first video anyway but the different steels and why with the basic the basic carbon steels i'll probably cover in a video
0: so yeah there's a, there's <laughs> There's a lot to talk about with the steels. Have you messed around with the, uh, are you have any plans to mess around with the apex? You know, um, probably not Um, because the,
1: the, the only time that I'm using, this is me. The only time that I'm using carbon steels is usually with Damascus. I'm not gonna use apex in Damascus I don't even know if it forge welds very well at all. Um, I don't know how it etches, so I'm not gonna and I, I don't I don't even know what its heat treat is. so I'm probably and besides, you still got to mix it with another steel to you know to to get contrast. so why would I use Apex for half of it? So I don't think that's really a realistic thing. and if i'm not if I'm doing a mono steel blade I'm probably going to use stainless just for the obvious, no rusting and the, you know, rust resistance and that kind of thing. So I don't see the, you know, and I hear it's just a bitch to, to grind and stuff. If I'm going to do that, I might as well go to MagnaCut and have that crazy thing yeah. with yeah. with stainless. So I don't know, like some, some people that love you doing carbon steels or they really want, like a premium for my opinion apex is for like you want a super supreme chef knife for a chef that knows how to take care of it because it's carbon steel and it's going to rust you know am i going to make a hunting knife out of apex that some guy's going to take into the bush no like i'm not going to do that because i just i don't think it's a good use they they a knife that has any propensity to get wet. I'm just not going to use a carbon steel. I'm probably going to use a stainless. So, you know, I don't know. What's your thoughts on it?
0: Anything new I want to try, <clears throat> but I still haven't done the, uh, the magnet cut either. I mean, again, I, <clears throat> I always have to, um, check myself that i got to get some fundamentals and you know basic things not mastered but you know more comfortable with so um but it does it does interest me i mean getting anything um you know with the with the edge retention and all those you know pluses that you know we kind of sacrifice with the regular high carbon is is cool to me you know so yeah, I definitely want to do it, and somebody's going to fucking figure out how to get Damascus out of it, and you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they had a like a a two percent nickel variant of Apex, like that would be very interesting. And, and if it again, and if it forge welds, and hey, if you guys know about forge welding properties of Apex or anything like that, then leave us a comment or drop us an email at. uh Triple T uh FKM podcast at uh, Gmail and uh let us know. Um you know of forgeability or anything like that. But if they, if they did have like a you know a nickel version of it, that might be cool. Be interesting to see some more steels, some more steel variations for Damascus. So uh, I'm not hearing you right now. Yeah,
0: I was coughing, trying to be, oh. <laughs> have some podcast etiquette, and then I started <laughs> jibber-jabbing. I said I'm was on. i on the Apex Ultra site right now, and then right on the <clears throat> the front, it's a the low owl, alloy design that's forgeable, forge-weldable, hmm. and fine carbides make the steel relatively easy to finish and sharpen, so... All of those questions. What, are...
1: <laughs> wait a second. It makes this steel
0: relatively easy to sharpen and finish. That's what it says.
1: I, I, I hear it is a, it's a bear.
0: It says 66 plus HRC. I mean, obviously that's easy to sand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm hearing from, uh, Coakley Ryan, uh, said it's just a nightmare. And, uh, you know, people ask for it and he just, you know, cranks the price up because of the amount of belts he's going to go through. So what, didn't he say something like three belts for one, three 36es for he one? Yeah, they're,
0: he's him. I think Noah had a piece too, but yeah, they're the only ones that I've, I haven't been following too closely on, on the steel itself, but yeah, he did say that it, it ran through a lot of belts.
1: Yeah. That doesn't interest me all that much but i i mean i don't make like a ton of edc like i don't make edc knives for like the edc aficionados kind of thing and that that'd be where i think that steel is going to shine for the guys like the chefs or the you know the people that you know the that want the absolute best steel most of my customers are going for you know the the higher end prettier knives or something like that that are you know but who knows maybe i do have people out there that want the super steels so
0: you'll be doing it you'll do it soon yeah
1: maybe it's a good video if anything right i mean come on. that's true that's true it probably would be a good video um i'm more apt to do magna cut before um apex yeah
0: but we'll see I, think, I, mean, um, I like the idea of all those steals, but I don't like the idea of, of paying the price. ABL and 1080 and ADCRV2 are right in my wheelhouse for the price range. <laughs> helps yeah. me make impulsive buys on on tooling. So <laughs> I, I, I may
1: I, I may need to go make that same impulsive buy uh, this week. We'll see.
0: That then comes got to figure
1: where to put it and
0: spaces at premium. Yeah, I know I had to pass up on a lathe because of that, for this. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but that's what it was about.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: All right, man. I think that's a show.
1: Yes, sir. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sorry I fell asleep on you yesterday.
0: It's all right. <laughs> all
1: I'll take right.
0: on you sometime soon. <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next week on the Triple T for Knife Makers podcast.
0: I'm dancing. And that's a wrap.